Hey ladies, welcome to the Yas and Amen podcast, where we talk about growing in our faith with biblical truths, real life testimonies, and meditating on God's word. Now I'm your host, Priscelis Dominguez. Let's get it. So I'm really excited for y'all to hear this conversation today for a few reasons. Uh, It's with a dear friend of mine, but also it will include a balance of several different things. We'll have some serious conversations, serious talk about scripture, about who uh, God is in the midst of our healing, about what healing looks like uh, in the midst of divorce. But also we're going to have a few laughs. And if you know Bethany, she's hilarious and it's just a fun time with her too. So I hope you could find a balance of both those things. But let me introduce you to Bethany. She is a passionate advocate for unlocking the untapped potential within each of us by combining hard-earned wisdom and timeless biblical truths. With an impressive track record as a mother of two, an accomplished senior executive, a speaker, and published author, Bethany's mission knows no boundaries, a relentless commitment to inspire, uplift, and empower. Her fearless and compassionate approach dives deep into the roller coaster of emotions that shape our lives, addressing them with raw honesty and offering practical solutions. I mean, come on, that bio is fire. Fire. Bethany Ricks is a gift to the body of Christ. She is a gift to this world and to me. And I know y'all are going to really enjoy and be encouraged uh, and maybe even be challenged and invited to enter a new level of healing um, through this conversation. All right, let's go. So we have Bethany here. Hey girl. Hey, I love you so much. I love you too. So glad we're doing this. Um, I'm like, well, when did I when did we officially meet? We met in person in Charleston last year. Yes, yes. last year. And then but we, we had were been talking, talking before then. Yeah, yeah. Um and but I had been following you before that and had always like lo- I was like, "Oh, I like what this person says." Oh, and I was saying, I was like, "Okay." And so I was like, I really need to follow this person and um uh, then I realized that we had a whole bunch of mutual friends. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and then we, I think it was, oh, it was the Bible study that Caitlin put together. That's when we officially like actually like met, met. So um, praise God for that. I'm, yes. I'm grateful for it. Um, And so, yeah, today we're talking about, I already introduced you, but today we're talking about uh, healing. This in general, this season of the podcast has been around healing uh, and I'm t- kind of talking through different topics around healing. I think often uh, there's just the more general understandings of healing when we talk about in, in the Bible or in the church, but mm-hmm. um, I I want to touch on healing of devastation. That word is like, oh, dang. Like, But the reality is that we all go through things that are devastating. Often we need healing from whatever was devastating uh, because it leaves things, it, it ruminates, it has uh, results to it. And so I know for you, part of your story includes um, le- levels of devastation and just hearing it um, breaks my heart, but also seeing, you know, what God has done. And so if you could share a little bit about kind of just yourself, but also in relation to your story, in relation uh, to your divorce. Yeah. Um, I love you, by the way. She, y'all, y'all know how wonderful Pre is. I don't even need to get into it. We'll get into it later. Um, so, Bethany, I'm a, I'm a mother, author, speaker, consultant. Um, I'm also a business executive. Um, and I was married for ten years to someone who I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with. Uh, and you can kind of help me fill in the blanks uh, as we, because you know, kind of the full breast of my story. Um, 
but I was married for 10 years uh, with the intention of being uh, married to this person until I see Jesus' face. And it very quickly became a volatile marriage. And trying to navigate that became very taxing. And so there was counseling, there was prayer, there was remaining steady, there was seeking God's face, uh, there was withdraw from God. Cause I'm just, I'm going to keep it honest. There was like, there was anger of like, what's happening right now. I don't deserve this. There was, uh, emotional abuse. There was mental abuse. There was financial abuse, uh, which is why the context around me being a business executive is really important because we have a narrative around what abuse looks like. Right. And I was a high powered executive uh, the top of, you know, my, um, my company, the top of my career, and then would go home, uh, and be in a very abusive and volatile and violent situation. And that doesn't necessarily fit the narrative, uh, for society or for the church. So that was my story for a very long time. And it created a wedge between me, me and God. And so that's kind of what, what life looked like for me. And at the same time, had two children mm. with this person. So there are babies involved. Um, and I'm one of the people who I didn't come from a uh, a home that was broken. There was a lot of love. My parents have been married for over 40 years. My father is a minister, which doesn't really mean anything um, unless you are, you know, doing ministry along with Christ. So I'm one of those lucky people also. Um, who my father lived out what he preached. So I came from not a perfect family, but a loving household. So my story really didn't make sense on the on the outside regarding what was going on on the inside. And so there was a lot of fracturing um, happening in my 20s and early 30s. Hmm. Yeah, I think, and in just hearing that, I think that's what we consider. And that's why, you know, in many ways, like I'll say, like, use the word devastation because yes. of like the background, because I mean, for our single sisters out there, you know, thinking about like when for those who are going to be married, when you decide who you're going to marry, like you're not thinking about, oh, you know, yeah. Like if anything happens, like that's not what we're thinking about. We're like, no. I love like this is to the end. Right. Like. There is no other thing that's going to happen unless, you know, if if death be the thing, right? But like, yeah, then that's, and, and being a widow is a whole other like grief and, and devastation, but like a, that's still so different, right? From ending up divorce um, and for these reasons, right? Because I haven't found it recently. I've been trying to research the divorce rate in Christianity is kind of wild right now. Oh, um, oh absolutely. But a lot of the reasons is not, biblical <laughs> reasons right and you know we're not necessarily judging anyone but in your case it was a biblical reason for a divorce um but still that has not changed that it was devastating and when you think about like you're talking about your background that you came from a loving home like it kind of like in many ways the formula that we kind of have in our head as christians um kind of gets break broken down 
because then it's like, oh, well, no, devastation can happen to anyone. It's not targeted to specific people. It's not discriminating. It's not picking an, an age group, a kind of person. It can happen to anyone, right? In any kind of like yeah, circumstance. Yeah, at any point in time. At any point in time. Um, So none of us are also like kind of like, we're protected by God, but we're not pr- like, it's not not going to happen to us necessarily. Um, And so in knowing that, then what did healing look like for you uh, I would say more in that very moment in, the, in that kind of season, but also if you feel that you're s- still healing from it, um, what is that? And if you feel like you're not healing from it, how did you know that you were like fully healed from it? Um, in that season, there was no healing. It was sustaining. There, that was that it was 10 years of trenches. It was 10 years of mental, mental war. And I'm not discounting God because God was in the sustaining. God was in the perseverance. Um, And a part of my uh, getting to know God deeper um, had to do with reckoning with him being present during the trauma, present during the fracturing that was happening and kind of reconciling. But why didn't you, why didn't you stop? Why, Why didn't you stop it? Why did that's the that's the see that's the question people don't want to put out in the atmosphere. Why why didn't you stop it? But it comes back to people own their choices and decisions, and sometimes we we have to deal with the ripple effect of that. But our God is still able, and He still makes a way where there seems to be no way, and He still makes provision. And there are things that I was very much so protected from that was totally God, because I shouldn't be alive. I should not be alive. So, um, you know, when I, and I'm talking about my story. So anyone who's, because, you know, when you're talking about abuse, you're talking about trauma um, of any kind, you know, people can jump into the like, well, what about, I'm like, this is me and my story. Somebody else's journey could look very different. But when I look back, on the grace and mercy and covering that was given to me. I'm like, okay, well, that was, that was God. I couldn't see it then, but there was a sustaining and a persevering. I wasn't healing in the moment. I didn't have the capacity to do it. I didn't even have the capacity to pray. If that makes sense. Yeah. I want to, um, Paul, I know we're going to go to the second part in a second, but I want to pause there. Cause I think you mentioned something really important. First, you asked the question and you actually said this in your first answer too, of asking questions. Um, Mm -hmm. and I was just reading a devotional this morning of just like this fear that we've developed, um, in modern Christianity of asking God questions. Um, and I think it actually comes from a fear of ourselves of like, because we're actually, I don't think we're actually afraid. God is not afraid of our questions and we're not asking, we're not afraid of his answers. We're afraid of what we will do with the answers. Yes. Because it is likely not what we want to hear, but here's what I want to say about the question you asked is that I've asked that question. I'm actually asking that question right now about a circumstance in my family. And what I have been finding is healing in the question that while I'm asking it, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. wow, Lord, I am my 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 capacity to ask you this shows already how much I know you love me. Yes. Shows already how much I trust you. Shows already yes. how much I'm willing to be vulnerable with you. I don't yes. want to ask this question. I don't wish nothing, uh, none of this happened, all of that. But that question. Yes. Should, like all 
consider in thinking about that question i think some people are scared like is it going to mess with my faith no ask the questions ask the <laughs> ask question. it. because yeah. here's the thing the answer that god gives you is always backed by his word always it is going to be his answer is going to be found in scripture yeah mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and in scripture there is a closeness and intimacy right that happens between the individual because God is a God of relationship with the individual. And in that there is healing. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a cycle there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that time, you know, how much time that takes is dependent on the person because you can't necessarily accelerate healing. That's right. That's right. And I think so, that that's part of our issue is we right, want, like, we want to, mm-hmm, we want like, what's the date though? What's, what's the, what's the, what's really good Lord. <laughs> and I did that because yeah. I went, th- I went through my divorce um, and I'm somebody who I don't like explaining stuff. So, you know, I had to deal with that because I'm like, I'm not telling you nothing. So I was very private. My, the things that went on in my house, people didn't know, my family didn't know about it to this day. People are like, how did that stuff go on? I'm like, I didn't, I wasn't talking about it. Um, and so there was this privacy and in the privacy, um, and there's certain things that should be private, but the shame right? That shame can stew. And we all kind of know the, the, the shame storm. Um, and so God had to slowly break that off. And that requires surgical precision to deal with the unwinding of shame related to trauma. Yeah. Yeah. I was just talking. Um, so an episode for earlier this month, I'm, I'm talking about four areas of my life that I've needed the healing the most from. And one of them, um, was a result of shame and part of my healing was telling people right like, yes not like the whole word I didn't go on Instagram, but like in that time I don't even know if there's Instagram but you know like I told the people that in that time would have probably been there for me but the shame let me keep it not even I would say a private keep it a secret because privacy and secret is different yes right and so I was keeping it a secret and in that the enemy was using that to keep me unhealed because the longer I was in, in that thing by myself, you know, the more it was just me by myself. And so I think about like people that think that when it comes to healing and what we need and how we need support, uh, we need to be very wise who we pick to love on us when yes. we are healing. This yes. don't mean all the friends, all the people, all the cousins, all the aunties. Nope. No, love them, love them but no. Right. And so what would you say is what did you need from people? Um, mm-hmm. and how did actually people show up for you, uh, in the healing? And if, and if you have any thoughts on like, even the boundaries you set around people, um, in your healing, what I, I let me start with what I did not need. And I think this is just kind of in general, because we live in a time of like opinions because everybody has a thought. So what I didn't need and what I think people don't need is I didn't need people to tell me how God felt about my decision. And I didn't need people to tell me how God felt about what I articulated I needed. Let God be God. It just, I'm just on mute. Let 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 it, just let it sit for a second. Let it marinate. So if you are, if you're dealing with a friend or a family member who brings something to you and the gut reaction is to tell them not how God feels about them, 
which is in a positive way, but to tell them what God is saying they need, like, miss me with that. Because you are discounting what they are saying they need in that moment. If they need space, don't quote, well, you know, God, we're, we're community. And that's not, what, that's not what I need right now. And so for me, what I needed was space. I needed space to think, space to process, um, space to figure out how God was going to show up in this new chapter of my life as a single mother, because I, I knew God in survival mode every day. The mental, the, the mind, the war of the mind every day. Well, now it, I'm going to use the word jump scare. There's no like, oh, okay, I'm coming home from work and okay, I can create a house of peace. Okay, well, now what does God look like in this chapter? I needed space to do that, which meant the boundary was, to answer your question, uh, I couldn't be getting multiple deposits from people who didn't know what they were talking about. Because all your friends, all them influencers, half of them don't know what they're talking about. I said what I said, Pri. I said what I said. Welcome to Bethany Ricks, y'all. <laughs> yes. They don't know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that they're not smart, but as it relates to your story and as it relates to the advice that they're giving, they don't know what you're talking about. But we are looking for accelerated healing and we're looking for answers that are outside of Christ because we think that that will heal the wound sooner. And God's like, get on the table. I'm trying to do surgery. This is this ain't a this is not a band-aid. That means no relationship for you. Now we're caught, we're talking divorce. That's the you're not moving on to another relationship. I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm also not punishing you. I'm doing this so you don't bleed out on other people. I'm taking that shame away that was tried to put that was put on you that's not yours. I need to take that away, but I got to cut a little deeper and I got to replace it with the Christ who is all already within you because the Bible says. Christ is in you. And if Christ is in you, you're a new creation. Old things are passed away. So let me pass those things away. Let me prune you. Let me cut that state. Let me cut that off. So one of my, one of the scriptures that I started focusing on, because I did, you know, keeping it real, uh, I was a believer, but I was so weary with um, the rhetoric. And I have a beautiful uh, church family here. But it, I was just, I was, I was tired of the rhetoric of there, you should feel shame with divorce and didn't nobody know my story. I was tired of the questions. And so I did kind of look, look to other things um, of like, well, I'm going to read my way out of this. I'm going to, I'm going to travel my way out of this. A part of my success is because I just doubled down. Some of uh, most of the awards I received was during this very volatile time. Most influential leader in America during one of the most volatile years of my life built a billion dollar business, me and another team, one of the most volatile years of my life. So I turned my eyes away from God, not in a sinful way, but just I was distracted, but he never took his eye off me. I found the strength to look don't back up. Don't make me cry. Don't, don't. Hey, hey, hey. <clears throat> don't don't do this right now. Hey, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. But when I found the strength to look back up spiritually, because shame, blame, 
failure, disappointment, it causes us to cast our eyes down. Mm -hmm. But David said, may I remain the apple of your eye, right? And so when I found the strength to look just somewhat up, not fully up towards the heaven, because I didn't have the strength to do it, just look partially up. He had never turned his eye away from me, ever, because I had always been the apple of his eye. Even though what I was carrying was so heavy. And I was just like, oh my God, you never looked away from me. I was focused on career, money, wrestling with why did this happen? Why did you let this happen? But Isaiah 26, 3, you will keep me in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Oh, that's what that means. It's the KJV for me. I love you so much. And I love, I think this is so important because when we think about devastation, if we were to say another word for devastation is like dark, darkness, right? Like a dark season. Yes. Yeah. Um, we don't see light. Like we can't see it, right? Uh, but we'll put things of light in front of us. So for example, a TV, a TV exudes light, our phones, right? All these other things yes. that are fake light. Mm-hmm. but they are they are help they're helping in the sense that, that they are distracting they are distracting um, right? or work or anything like that um and so I don't think even that in itself sometimes we could shame ourselves You're like I know I should have been doing this all day I should have been praying all day but I did Netflix all day like the what's what's the shame of that going to do to you like it's not it's not gonna help nobody it's not right nothing. <laughs> like it's not helping nobody um and so just the acknowledgement of just like taking the moment to receive a little of his strength and put your head up a little bit or move your just head up li- to the side of even a little bit is so important and it, and in that place of acknowledging that like he was there when your head was down and it was distracted but now that you could see him a little bit just right, a little that changes then you he's been there the whole time but that then time. changes you um and you can see things differently right because so much of where we are going and from from where we are right and our healing is what we can see we yes. can't we we're gonna go to healing if we can see it yeah right? not from a place of illusion right from a place of faith yeah. um and so that's so powerful because that also happens in the backward sense as well when we it's look enough. back in our life like what you're talking about this in the present but this is obviously years ago, right? But yeah. you're, you look back and you can talk about it in this way too um, because of what you see, what are you're seeing now, what you're seeing the fruit of, uh, what you're seeing the results have been out of obedience and consistency and his own healing hand and community and healing yes. tools and all the things. And also, you know, ignoring the influence on all the other stuff that wouldn't be helpful and that wouldn't help you heal. Um I think it's so important, right? Um, this may not look the same for everyone. And I think it's so important for us to understand that. And it know really that. is. Because that, you know, I know we love it. That Lord, if you do it for her, it could do it for me. But I need us to stop saying that. <laughs> we really need, because here, here's the thing. God knows us so well. And when we talk about capacity, we have to talk about it on both sides. Mm-hmm. And ca- healing is a process. And so God knows that we have a capacity and he is going to fill us mm-hmm. to that capacity and then he's going to stress stretch us and then he'll fill us again mm-hmm. and then he's going to stretch us and then he's going to fill us again yeah that's the process mm-hmm. 
and it's don't rush the process uh-huh uh-huh he will only fill you based on what you can handle and then someone next to you might be different right but we actually yep. we don't want what other people like oh lord you've done it for her don't i don't know no, i don't want that i don't know the whole story <laughs> okay. sure don't i'm like I'm- I don't, I don't, but we can, but I think we can do it in, in the own reflection of our own life. Well, Lord, I have seen you do this before and I know you can do it again. I've yes. seen you do it before in my life and I know you can do it again. Yes. Uh, I have seen you do it in the Bible, in, in history throughout his, and I, and I know you can do it again, not out of comparison to that story of mine, but because you are faithful. And, and here's the thing, God doesn't ask us about everybody else. Mm-hmm. He ain't asking us about everybody else. Mm-hmm. When I am weeping and in a season of question mark, question mark, question mark, like what's really good. Yeah. He's asking me about me. That's right. Right. He's saying, do you, the question he asked me at the earlier this year, do you, Bethany, trust my provision? Mm-hmm. He didn't say, did you, do you trust my provision for pre? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not what he said. He said, do you trust my provision? And my answer was yes. Not because of what I read in the Bible. This is going to be controversial, but let me finish. Not because of what I read in the Bible, but because of how he has shown up consistently in my life. Because he is the God of yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. And he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. So it is the consistency consistency in my life mm-hmm. that makes me say, yes, I trust your provision. Yeah. I believe in how you're going to show up for me today and tomorrow mm-hmm. because of how you've shown up yesterday. Our testimonies are not just to tell other people. They're to remind us. They're to yes. remind us where we've been and what God has done. We we say them so much for other people and encourage other people to tell. And let's keep doing that, right? But yeah, let's also say them to ourselves. Say it to because God's talking to you about you. Okay. About you. Well, speaking of testimonies. Yeah, well... Y'all can't see all the video, but we're we're dancing. We're dancing and praising. Because he is good. All right. Don't get me started. <laughs> Shondo. Well, um, yes. Uh, for real, for real. I love a good testimony. And, you know, it's it's powerful to know that yeah. healing, healing, even even for those of us who those of us who will not experience full healing in some things there is still a testimony in it right there's still a testimony in the process yeah. because god has done something that's what a testimony is right that god has done something and so i know that god has done something but you know the the people don't know so tell the people what the you've god been on the journey has done okay amen so um i my divorce happened in 2017 and i have been pretty vocal in my personal life, uh, professionally, at conferences, online, that I likely would not get married again um, because I'm thriving. I have two beautiful, I mean, I have two beautiful children, have wonderful community. um, And that was just not something that I was looking for um, in my life. But, you know, God doesn't always ask us for permission, if ever. Uh, And so earlier this year, I collided into exactly what I needed. And I didn't know that I needed. Uh, I opened the door uh, after printing off some documents at um, a leadership conference. And there stood Joseph. And I kind of tilted my head. It was a total uh, setup. He didn't know about it. I didn't know about it. Um, This is where, you know, sometimes your family gets it right. (laughs) 
but I had actually, I was, I had actually said, you know, I'm not, and I had actually told pre this, I'm like, you know, this is just not really for me. My heart had been broken and fractured so bad um, by someone that, you know, uh, your heart being broken and fractured in marriage, we don't talk about how, uh, what a deep womb that is. And, you know, we tell people go to counseling, read a book, but you know, that, that is, that is a deep hurt. Um, and I didn't want to jump off that cliff again. I was, I didn't want to risk my feelings there. Um, but yeah, I collided into him without, and God did not have my participation in that. And, um, pre, uh, <laughs> pretty much along the way was like, what, what are we doing here? Like you, you, this is the one I'm like, I don't know. Like, you know, games. We'll you're playing games. <laughs> um, but he, um, he has been, he's been a gift from God and in such a beautiful way because it was not, it was orchestrated by God and he has his own kind of story. Um, but I would have never imagined that I would be so deeply in love in such a freeing way after so much hurt and after so much persevering and, um, after, you know, and I didn't know my life could be enhanced like this. I didn't know that I was, I was very happy. I mean, pre you, I mean, we're coming up on a year and a half, a year of friendship. Like I was very happy. Um, and kind of doing the thing. Um, and I just, God knows what we need before we know that we need it. And over the course of our relationship, I'm like, oh my gosh, I needed, I needed him. I, I, he, I needed him. And so, you know, that is kind of the full circle moment of, you know, I've been single for six and a half years. And then, you know, I'm coming up on seven and a half or coming up on seven. And it's just like, oh, wow. Okay, so that's the. Ah, oh, I had to mute myself so I wouldn't cry. I praise the, I praise God. Um, yeah. because he, so much of what I've discovered in healing is that God is kind. Yeah, that He is deeply, deeply kind, um, and generous and gracious. And you know, I I hope that in hearing this, like people are encouraged and hopeful. And I also want to kind of like encourage people who have gone through things like that are similar to this in seeing the creativity of God and how he will heal or provide, because yeah. that may not mean through a husband again for everyone, but yep. that doesn't mean he will not provide what we need. Right. Yep. For some people, they just need a strong best friend yeah right for some people they need um a strong just community a strong church something or someone um and i know that for the most part especially if you are divorced um the hope is um a guy right but in the sense of like really moving into to contentment um and i think and i think that's why you were happy yeah. Oh, and yeah. That's why you were yeah. looking specifically because you were content with oh, yeah. what God was providing, which was, you know, a strong church, a beautiful family and kids and fam and friends. Like, yeah, you were seeing that 
you actually weren't lacking, even if you know you were single, which is unfortunately what people think when I a know. woman is single. It's like, this is like that is not the pinnacle. It should be an enhancement to you know this kind of you know wholeness, which is a totally different conversation. But yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm like really because that might not be it. That might uh, not be it. That but, might not be like that might be it. But um. But yeah, I think that's just so important to to know. And um, because devastation will also just will be showing up in the rest of our days in in not just our personal life, but in the world, um, oh, for sure. you know, like things, mm. you know, everybody thinks we're everybody every week, week thing we're in the end of times. <laughs> but just like I'm not trying to joke about it, but like y'all like y'all really think like terrible things have happened in history. Let's, let's yeah, let's let's relax a little bit. Like um, all the time. All the time. Um but in realizing like he's healing um and you can seek his healing in the midst of experiencing devastation but also witnessing devastation. So we're going to close if you want to share any encouragement to those who are currently experiencing some sort of devastation like what yeah, what would you just say to people that need something to hear? I mean, you know, it's it's cliche. Um, I'll give both sides of the coin. You know, for those who are experiencing devastation, um, you know, to lean lean on God and not not partially but fully, um, and give it all to Him, and not just that one thing, but all the things connected to the one thing. So that's all all of it. Um, the doubt, the fear, the anger, you know, so sometimes people don't want to talk about being angry at God, give that to him that's attached to the thing um, and slow down in the process and um, let him do the surgical work. And on the other side of those who um, know someone who is experiencing devastation, I mean, there's a lot going on in the world always. And um we need to start leaning into empathy and not opinion. There's a whole lot of leaning into opinion. And again, I'm going to say it. Folks don't know what they're talking about. And that's actually a very Christ-like way to live. Because did he share his opinion sometimes? Absolutely. Was he empathetic more than anything? Always. Always. Right? Always. So if we finna be like Christ, that's what a Christian is, a follower of Jesus, yeah. then we get to lean in that more, right? Yeah. And even if our opinion is right or is biblical, it's okay to shut up. Yeah, you don't have to say nothing. Yeah, it's actually okay. It's actually yeah, and you can pray in silence. That's you don't right. even gotta. You don't even gotta post the prayer. That's right. You can because because God can reach further than anything you say anyway. Amen. So just Amen. pray in silence, um, and leave that opinion because we live in a time where it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't matter how educated you are, especially in the States. It doesn't matter how much information you have. Um, you, It's always only half of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the stories always evolve. Mm-hmm. And so we, we just have to do a better job of throwing the empathy shoulder. And so even in our discussion today, a lot of times believers, now I'm talking about Christians, a lot of times believers withhold empathy until they get information yep no it has to be the other way around right has to yeah yeah extend empathy always and then if you get information extend empathy with prayer because you got details now 
Amen. Amen. And scene. We should we shouldn't be allowed to do this. But thank you for being on, Bethany. I love you so much. Love you too. Where, where can people find you? Website. Tag Website is my name, Bethany B E T H N Y Ricks R I C K S dot com. Um, you can invite me on your podcast to your conferences. I do business conferences, faith based conferences, panels, whatevs. Uh, and then on Instagram. Bethany Ricks handle or Jesus led Bible fed, which uh, Jesus led Bible fed focuses on leadership uh, rooted in biblical principles. So that's where y'all can find me. And it's just so beautiful, visually beautiful. Are you threads? I, you know, not yet. I need to get into it. Cause you know, I always got a good hot take here and there. <laughs> Girl, I went on the first day. I was like, Oh, this is Twitter. And I left and like, that's um, what I did. <laughs> I was like, this is giving Elon. I just, yeah, I just, it also like capacity, you know, we're thinking about like our life and using our timelines. I just can't. I was also never on Twitter. So like, I, I wasn't either. Like, yeah, it's like very easy for me to not be on it. But that's not part of this conversation. I just, it's important for the people to know that we're not on threads. Yeah, we, yeah we're not on threads. Cause we out here, we trying to write books. We got amen, amen. Books come in 2024. <laughs> So I had a lot of fun recording the episode with my friend. I hope you had fun hearing it, but also that you were encouraged, that you were challenged, that you were uh, healed, that you experienced new teaching and perhaps new ways of looking at the healing process, especially from devastation. If you're wanting to continue your growth journey, your healing journey, then you should check out the new Sanada and Sela journal that I have launched this week. It actually is only available this week. The shop will close this Sunday, October 29th, but this is a journal... For those on the healing journey who have been healed, who are healing and are seeking healing from Jesus, the healer, it walks through different prompts. It has scriptures, it has quotations and questions to consider, meditations to walk you through. And it's a journal that you can walk in for the rest of your days. It doesn't have to be in a specific time frame or even in a specific way, but let this tool help you and resource you as you heal. Healing does not have a specific timeline or even end date. God is always healing us. Praise the Lord for that. So check it out in the show notes, the direct link, you will find it right there. And again, it's only available until this Sunday, October 29th at midnight. Y'all, I pray that conversation blessed you and that you're able to apply something you either learned or heard to your continued growth on your faith journey. I invite you to study more on the scriptures we talked about on this episode and don't let any conviction you experience go without prayer and action. Share any thoughts or testimonies you may have by leaving us a rate or review and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Meet us next time for another episode and if you don't already, follow us on Instagram following at PD or at we.r.fool to learn more about our growing community and get connected with us.